Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, Tran Hermostis, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. I am so excited for today's episode because it's giving us an opportunity to do something entirely different than the show normally has. I'm just going to start by telling you that Roku has exclusively sponsored this episode. So we're going to be talking about entertainment. We're going to be talking about streaming, and we're going to be talking about pop culture, essentially, and how television and streaming different shows plays into our mental health at different times. Trust me, just stick with us. We're going a lot of places today. But let me tell you a little bit about Roku in case you didn't know. They are the number one TV streaming platform in Canada. If you love to stream like we do and you have cut the cord from traditional cable like we have, this helps you get access to tons of free entertainment along with your favorite streaming services like Netflix, Disney+, Crave, Apple TV, Prime Video. Y'all, I have all of those. (laughs) Roku streaming devices are perfect for anyone who loves TV. Now, Roku has a new streaming player, the Streaming Stick 4K. It's faster and more powerful than ever. It gives you access to massive selection for free, live and premium TV, including Emmy-winning Roku originals, like the highly anticipated Weird Al Yankovic biopic starring Daniel Radcliffe. I can't believe I just said that sentence out loud. You have no idea what a Weird Al Yankovic fan I was growing up and still am today. You can also stream tons of free shows and movies on the Roku channel, and everything is house conveniently in your Roku device. This is where it's going to play into your summer because it is an incredible travel companion. Think about going and spending time in the summer up at a cottage. Maybe you're going and staying at an Airbnb. You can take the Roku streaming stick 4k almost anywhere, including hotels and Airbnb. All you need is a Wi-Fi connection and you'll get instant access to all your TV shows and movies. Plus it's a great way to occupy the kids when you're away. I know what that's like when you travel somewhere and all of a sudden you get to the hotel and you turn on these channels and you're like, wait, what? We're used to streaming. This is going to throw us off. This is a great way to kind of bring it back into what works for you and your family. So now that I've told you all about Roku, 
and the Roku streaming stick 4K. You can visit roku.ca to check out Roku's full product lineup, including the Roku streaming stick 4K, which we just got from my son's room because he has an older TV that got handed down to us. And it's going to be perfect for him to have all the streaming channels that we love in his own space. And we've got that ready to go for that travel that we talked about this summer. Everyone, me deny this is one of my coworkers. She works in editorial at the Birds Papaya and is basically our pop culture specialist of the whole team. Denai, introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Denai, uh, editorial and pop culture expert. <laughs> <laughs> Proclaimed it. Exactly. Just, <laughs> just claimed it right then. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and why, like, whatever got you into loving pop culture. Cause I kind of dabble. Mm-hmm. I always have. Mm-hmm. I used to buy people magazine every Friday right. when it came out, or I would read it at the front desk at work. Um, I used to work in a pharmacy, so we had it right oh at the front. Oh my God. Dream. But what, um, what kind of got you into it? Do you remember like a particular age of when like pop culture was like, Oh my gosh, this is it because you're oh my God. so much further into it than I am. Nine years old. For sure. Mm-hmm. It was 1996. <laughs> And it was the Spice Girls. Yes. Yeah. And there was they were the embodiment of pop culture at the time, the platforms, the the characters. And I just fell in love with the 90s. Yeah. I still love the 90s. I mean, literally look at my nails. Yeah, you are a 90s kid love, for love, sure. Love, love, love. So them and the phenomenon around them and like how their music, I mean, looking back, wasn't the best necessarily. Even their voices weren't the best, but they embodied something like they were the zeitgeist. So I'm always curious about the connection between why someone's famous and then when they are, why we gravitate towards them. Like, why are they famous? It's never really just about their talent per se. They have that it factor. And that's really what pop culture is about. It's like something becomes a trend, but we can't really figure out why. Ooh, that's so fascinating. So you're like into the... Like the psychology the, yeah, of the it. psychology. That's so, yeah. but you and I always have such a, we often at the office will have mm. conversations about celebrities oh, or yeah. like top news things. And one thing that I find so fascinating about the way that we talk about mm-hmm. celebrities and pop culture is it's always from an empath's point of view. hundred Every time. And that's. Everyone wants to yeah. hate on celebrities and I just can't because I'm always exactly. like, but wait. Exactly. <laughs> let's go back into their childhoods and Literally. let's realize yeah. this and let's, and it happens so much. And All the time. We've talked about this too, about the fact of like, how can we have something that when we are watching it and we're mm. finding joy from it or we're finding distraction from it or whatever, and then we're labeling it a guilty pleasure. Right. This happens so often. How yeah. have you sort of like, especially as you get older and as you like meet new people, you just moved to this town a while mm. ago. That used to be such a thing that people would like make fun of you for or put you down for like, oh my gosh, you watch that. Or like yeah. you watch Keeping Up With The Kardashians, yeah. like you watch Housewives, like it would be such a mockery point. Totally. How have you managed- it was considered vapid in comparison to like a drama series that was like scripted and written yeah. and like has this whole thing. It was the pandemic and moving in back in with my parents. And there yeah. were a lot of the like, oh, you're an educated person. Why are you watching this? And I'm like, they're real people. Yeah. And I love learning about them. It's yeah. obviously like not scripted per se, but it's not like everyday things that we would deal with. But I love that there are parallels. Like no matter who you are, Exactly the same thing. It's the psychology aspect where I watch and I'm like, oh, this is so great. And I do feel it. There's some seasons of certain shows where I'm like, wow, they really went through it this season. And I have to like take a break. But it was, it was the pandemic and getting a bit older and not calling it a guilty pleasure, but calling it a part of my life. 
Yeah, that's it's my life. That's <laughs> it's a personality. Yes, trait. exactly. It's my favorite personality trait. Bravo TV is my love language. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this, though, because we can't talk about pop culture without talking about the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. I know they're problematic. I get that. But I've had so much embarrassment for years over the fact that I kind of adore them. Yeah. And I can't escape that. And there's part of me that just holds a lot of I'm fascinated by them. Oh, my God. And I find them to be probably the most scrutinized, also mm-hmm. probably sometimes the most problematic. I think they do that in a calculated way. Totally. I think everything is planned. Mm-hmm. But watching through, so Roku right now has like the old Keeping Up with the Kardashians. And then we have the new yes. Kardashian show on Disney+. Totally Plus. different. Did you watch the old one? Of course. Yeah. Several times. Yeah. <laughs> what do you feel between the old one to the new one? Mm-hmm. And then we need to talk about Kim and Pete because yes. I can't not. I mean, these this weekend's photos. Okay. Oh, I know. So I back know. to old Kardashians. It was around their family. It was a time of like the Osbournes. It was the time of like the original OC, like the Housewives Remember original the Jessica one. Jessica Simpson and Nick yes, Lachey. Exactly. Like uh, even the Ashley the Simpson show. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was just around their family dynamic. Like being in Hollywood or I guess being that in that LA culture, but they weren't mm. hyper famous. Yeah, they weren't. And we watched them. They had a clothing go, show. Yeah. Show, like store. Dash. They were running. Yeah, Dash. They were running a store. Dash dolls. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was just a family show. Yeah. But then they really capitalized on that. And now they're an entire empire. So the old show was about Bruce and Chris and mm. pranking each other and watching Kylie and Kendall as kids. Yeah. And this new one is them as businesswomen. Still the family unit, but it's less about, oh, let's do slapstick things. It's more clean. It's shinier. There's, but I also do like that they do, they break the fourth wall. So they acknowledge that like we're on a TV show and we have these moments. Can we invite the cameras in? Things like that, that are like, yeah, yeah, they do break the fourth wall. Um, Now I have to be honest because I almost every Thursday morning I wake up and the news headlines are full of Kardashian stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's such chaotic things. Like the last one they were like, you know, about Kendall and, and Kim going up for the same cover and Kim getting it and having to tell her sister right. that she was the one who got the cover of Vogue. But then mm-hmm. we have, I watched the episode thinking it's going to be all around this cover and everything like that. And it was so much to do with like Kim's legal stuff. Maybe that was the week before, mm-hmm. but the, when there, when I was watching her talk about getting people off of death row, talking about right. mass incarceration, how like her going through the baby bar exam, like going through all that, none of that hits the news. Right. None of it does. So part of it is like the way that we have really, mm-hmm. um, and they have as well made themselves a highly marketable, you know, splashy headline, but the work that some of them are actually doing is quite monumental. Remarkable Even in like, stuff. there's such a love hate relationship in terms of how they are viewed in the body community. Right. And yet they, their brands are the most diverse inclusive. and inclusive brands. There are th- I've, I haven't seen somebody do adaptive wear in mainstream stuff in forever. hundred percent. Yeah. There's so many people said that to that point about the inclusive wear, Chloe's brand, Kim's brand. Mm-hmm. I love both. We've talked about this. Yeah. And it's for exactly that. So many people are like, oh, we can, like they're criticizing, but I'm like, name another brand that has colors that match my skin tone mm. or can adapt to my curves, you know? Yeah. So they're embracing something that other brands don't. So hate them or love them. I'm going to purchase what they have because it's available. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So That's they are kind of like point. democratizing a lot of things. And I mean, the why behind it, I, I don't know, but at the end yeah. of the day, they're marketing it well, and I'm going to buy it because I love them. 
Okay, let's switch. Okay, first, before we go on, let's talk about Kim and Pete. What do you think? Okay, so um, I never understood the Pete Davidson sensation. I think he's funny. I watch SNL. I think yeah. he's a really, he's got incredible comedic timing. But them together, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Pete's hot. Pete's hot. I, Pete's hot. I, I did see it a bit beforehand only because being funny is what I'm constantly attracted 100%. to. And which is why I find it such a travesty that people rely on dating apps now. And like, how can you, like yeah. you're, you're relying on images. I'm like, I saw that they have like hinge now has like, yeah. that, and I'm like, however, mm-hmm. if I were dating, however, somebody uses that little bit of time in which a voice recording, I saw a TikTok of one where the guy just goes off on like Ross mm-hmm. and Rachel. And I was like, no, that is so good. Exactly. It was so well played. I'm like, you need to be funny or like, exactly. I actually won't, I don't even need to see your pictures. If they you're say, a funny person, you can ride through life. Oh my God. Yeah. But Pete is like not an unattractive guy. He's really attractive. Mm-hmm. But I think what was so fascinating was watching him kind of, and as she talked on other podcasts, yeah. sort of like evaded her. He was yeah. kind of like, not not playing in too hard on totally. like oh my gosh it's we even watched that like Lizzo seeing Kim Kardashian yeah. on the red carpet be like oh my gosh yeah like, exactly everyone has this moment and he was just like oh hey like bye like totally out yeah so fascinating I I really didn't think that they would be serious mm-hmm. or long term but I think we're kind of seeing it turn a corner to that now a hundred percent and they're like more open and that's the big tell because before I was like is this a publicity thing but I'm like you can see it in her eyes you can see it in his eyes mm-hmm. like there's a connection there and she seems like freer than she has in the last couple of years dealing yeah. with the Kanye stuff yeah so that's what I'm like okay nope Kim we're in it I'm in it I love you Keith all day. Yeah. I love it. Now let's talk about Weird Al because I have to. Weird yeah. Al was like my entire child. I, I think I owned four CDs in my entire <gasps> my sister youth. And, I did too. <laughs> and one was Britney Spears, one was Spice Girls, and two of them were Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> like the- Yes. But like mm-hmm. thinking back on that, we're like, we literally fell in love with somebody who made parody albums. Exactly. Mainstream- Hair. Like those videos, so I funny. watched all of them. Same. We, like over we and know over. the lyrics. I know the lyrics to Amish Paradise <laughs> <laughs> instead of Gangster's Paradise. And anytime that song comes on, I'm like, at 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. And I'm like, those, that's not Coolio's lyrics. That's Weird Al's lyrics. <laughs> so do you think Daniel Radcliffe is going to like do service to Weird Al? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, he better. We'll, we, we'll be the judges. We'll, I mean, he's Harry Potter. He's going to do a great job. I actually saw him in a movie recently where he played the villain and he was so good. Really? Like funny. Like it was a it was comedy with Sandra Bullock and uh, Channing Tatum and Brad Pitt. Right. Okay. And Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. is like the bad guy in it. Oh. And it was, I was like, oh, this is like a whole other mm-hmm. side. Okay. So I think it's going to be really yeah. good. I'm kind of stoked for that. Yeah. But what are you streaming right now? Like what is your, what's your watch? Uh, all the housewives. Uh, any shiny reality TV on Bravo and Slice. Mm. Um, so I'm streaming right now. It's Beverly Hills. There's Atlanta reruns of New York always. But then what I'm finding now is I'm falling asleep to Sex and the City on Crave. So I just watch it. Like I, it's usually season three, four, five that I watch. And that's like my go-to. I love it. But same thing now when I watch it, it's like a different vantage point because I'm like, I'm their age when they were on the show, right? yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. this is something I read this article once. I used to watch Friends every single night. Mm -hmm. 
back when it was on Netflix, mm-hmm. every single night I fell asleep to friends and everyone was like, oh, like, don't you get sick of it? Like I kept watching it over and over and over and over and over. To this day, it's mm-hmm. the one show that I still laugh my head off on. So it's good. still, you can still watch it. It's on Crave, yeah. but it was definitely like so programmed in me that I watched it every single night as I fell asleep. Mm-hmm. But then I read this article Mm -hmm. and it talked about just coming back to the psychology of things that when there is a show that there is not something or it's something that we've seen already Mm -hmm. that we're watching replayed, that it's something comforting to us because our anxiety doesn't spike, our curiosity doesn't spike. So that's why a lot of times when we need calming, we end up going through. So then at the beginning of the pandemic, they were monitoring what everybody was watching. Yes, we did Tiger King. We went through that journey together collectively as an entire world. But then they were like showing how much the office was being streamed yeah. and how I met your mother mm-hmm. was being streamed all the and classics. friends was being streamed. And then we got the revamp on, of sex in the city. Mm-hmm. All of these things kept happening. And it's like, oh my gosh, we have comfort shows 100%. that mm-hmm. really help us wind down, feel comforted because it's so predictable. Mm-hmm. You're not staying up late to watch it. Exactly. It's like reading an old book. Yeah. Is that, is your show sex in the city? Yeah. It's one of them. I have a few sex in the city is right now. I do always go back to Real Housewives of New York City. Really? That's like the one. Why New York? It's the best franchise. Okay. It's the most chaotic. Really? These women are in their 60s and they party harder than I did in my 20s. Do you know what I mean? Like they are out of control, but there is something about it where they're like these empowered a lot of them are single women. All of them are mothers. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I'm like, oh, this so doesn't much. make sense. Yeah. But they're all moms. They are all business women. It's like they just have it all in, in their yeah. own dysfunctional version. <laughs> so, and I just love that they are so messy, but they have this deep friendship. Mm. and they get to go to cool places and it's New York and I love New York. So yeah, I do find, I find myself sometimes conflicted because when I'm watching certain, certain shows, especially Mm -hmm. reality TV, we're very, somebody made this statement one and I don't know who it was, but they said that how basically we use trauma as entertainment. They were talking about mostly like the Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey interview. And the fact that like so many people tuned in to like hear that, of course, there's like that natural curiosity and Mm -hmm. everything, but there's this other side of it where I'm like, how much do I get to just enjoy the chaos of these people's lives? And how do I also channel like honoring the fact that like some of these people, like we're truly being entertained by like traumatic events in their lives. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it happens a lot in like the Real Housewives franchises and stuff like that. And I think a lot of people really dehumanize them and don't really take them seriously anymore. I have a friend who was like on the Real Housewives in Toronto and Mm -hmm. even like hearing her experiences and stuff of like trying to be humanized within these things. But you're somebody who like very much does like the way you just spoke of them right now was like they're businesswomen, they're people, like they're living their lives. And don't get me wrong. I find it entertaining and some of the things that they do, like I'm saying, are chaotic, but I do also recognize that they're people. They're also signing up for it. They That's are. That's the thing. Where like maybe Meghan Markle didn't yeah. so much, wasn't really like something that she signed up yeah. for. But speaking to like the psychology of things and stuff mm-hmm. as well, I don't know if you do this. This is something that I do, but I will watch mm-hmm. scary movies if I'm anxious. Do you do that? Do no. you get that? I will I don't know. I'm like, I would watch something so much more calming. And again, probably predictable because at least like my anxiety to your point won't right. spike. H- how do you do that? So for whatever reason, mm-hmm. when I'm anxious, I'm anxious about things in my own world. Uh, okay. And if I watch a scary movie mm-hmm. or if right now we're watching Stranger Things, totally freaky, yeah. a weird thing to watch on a Sunday afternoon, Sunday <laughs> evening, going into with the Sunday scaries. 
But because my anxiety gets channeled into something oh. that's not my real life. You can escape. But then on the flip side of it, mm-hmm. if I'm feeling sad, I will purposely watch a movie where I know everybody like dies at the end. Or like, like I'll watch a Marley and Me. Right. I'll watch a Nicholas Sparks film. Yeah. I will purposely watch something sad because I need a place for it to like release out. Exactly. Where with anxiety, I'm like trying to rechannel it. But like when it's something like that, yeah. I'm just trying to release it into something else. Or like yeah. I just need that good cry. Yeah. And it's too, you almost get numb to your own world sometimes, right? Yes. And you watch something like super Love emotional. That. Yeah. I'm the same with the sadness. Okay. Anxiety. No, no. But this, uh, yeah, of course I want to like wallow. I want to watch something that's going to make me really deep in my feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I think we try to, uh, and it's kind of like that toxic positivity thing mm-hmm. where I think a lot of times we try and just happy away. Like I yeah. don't want to watch Despicable Me when I'm in a really bad no. mood. None, none of it's funny. I think it's trash. I don't want to watch it. Exactly. But the second I'm like sad, I just yeah. need something truly like so much worse than anything I could be going through. So I'm like, you know what? You're okay. Like, yeah. yeah. And it's not fine. in a toxic way, but it's just no. like, I just need to, yeah, you're right. Like I need to go so deep down into mm-hmm. the feelings to feel like absolute garbage, which I think is why I love the movie Inside Out so much because it's not a happy movie. I was just going to say Inside Out. I swear. That's one of my go-tos for when I'm feeling sad. It's a go-to. Yeah. That's so funny. No, no. Apparently, they use the movie Inside Out in mental health facilities. Oh, my goodness. To teach people how important it is to honor your sadness, how important it is to, like, dive into your emotions Mm -hmm. and things like that and really, like, pay attention to valuing them as oh opposed God, yeah. to what the whole movie is about, not just escaping your exactly. sadness in order to experience happiness. But what's interesting about that movie mm-hmm. is they really showcase anger being controlled. They yeah. showcase anxiety kind of being managed, mm-hmm. but the happiness and sadness must coexist. Yeah. They don't really get muted off of each other. Like it's one yeah. of my favorite movies I'll watch again and exactly. again and again. It's that the, the dichotomy. You need yeah. to have sadness to feel joy or happiness, right? So that's your go-to sad movie. I love that movie, but it will make me sad. The other one is uh, Benjamin Button. I don't know if that's like a, (laughs) because it is about, you know, time is fleeting, life is fickle. And then there's this Mm. person who's living it in reverse. I just, I, it's a beautiful movie, but I find it very sad. And I'll, I've watched that movie a hundred times. Age of Adeline is a very similar yeah. one as well. That mm-hmm. is very much like, oh, cherish the time you have mm-hmm. type of mentality. I've always really liked that one as well. Mm-hmm. This is why I love Roku and we have it in Bo's room. I'm, I just actually found out that you can use them really well for traveling. So if you're going to like a hotel or an Airbnb, you can like stream your stuff other places than your home, which is awesome because especially when you have a smart TV, like we have in our living room when we have all of our stuff set up, but like what happens when we travel, then we're stuck. Right. So that's really cool. But like, there's so many different streaming channels. So I have all of them. Yeah, Me too. We kind of share them in the family a bit. Yeah, of course you do. Dad pays for Netflix. I pay for Crave kind of thing. My sister pays for Disney plus and we just kind of like rotate them. So you need them all. That's the new cable. It, yeah. yeah. Well, that's their whole like um, mantra is like cutting the cord because right. which honestly I enjoy. Like I know a lot of people still have their cable and they have right. their streaming, but I, we switched to streaming when we moved into this house and got married like years ago and we've never mm-hmm. looked back. Yeah. I like having control over like what we're watching and totally. what if we need it or not. Um, what's your Netflix show right now? Bling Empire. It's that's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's oh, a Netflix I haven't show. watched it. It's so good. It's like, um, 
kind of Crazy Rich Asians, like the movie and book, adopted into reality TV. Oh. Yeah, it's outrageous and amazing. And the cast is beautiful and they're funny and it's so entertaining. But the new season came out a week ago. So I've been watching that. Taking my time with it because I watched the first season in like a day and we didn't have it for two years. So I'm just, Mm. I learned my lesson. The Circle, okay. because the Spice Girls are on it. Okay, yeah. I heard the Spice Girls are on it. I haven't started it yet. You need to. It's so nostalgic and they're excellent. Like, they're just so fun and… I feel yeah. like they really went there because mm-hmm. one of the previous seasons, we had Lance Bassett's yes, assistant. Right. And we totally. were like, oh my gosh, Lance right? Bassett's assistant. Somebody was like, did you know the Spice Girls are on the Circle? I was yeah. like, no. Like, the Spice Girls assistant or like the Spice Girls? No, it's like it's baby spice. and yeah. scary. It's unbelievable. <gasps> and they're so funny. Even their, like, rapport with each other… Yeah, it's really, right really now, great. And we're going to spoil this a little bit. Did mm. is is it a, do they catfish? Yes. Oh they did. Gosh. And it's so funny. And their catfish is like lovable too, which is the weirdest part because again, it's like what was out there, like how they kind of like play it and then and how people can kind of catch on, like, oh, what he, this person said is inconsistent with what they said before. Oh. Yeah. So you watch other people kind of like interpret them and then other like people loving the character blindly. I love that show. That yeah, yeah. it's a great social experiment. Yeah. And it's one of the few game shows mm-hmm. that has been so diverse in the sense of yeah. um like we've seen so many characters come out yeah. of it. We had one person who hated social media mm-hmm. who was the winner of the yes, first season. Right. We had people like Sean Taylor who came on as a plus size woman posing mm-hmm. as a thinner one. Major right. fake conversations happen mm-hmm. through social experiments yeah. like that. So I 100%. actually really love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, love is blind. I feel like t- it's good, but it does tinker with people's hearts, which always is so hard for me. Like mm-hmm. I, I get entertained and then I just like, oh my gosh, these yeah. people went through so much. Oh I just my gosh. feel so bad about it. Mm-hmm. But I w- I'm watching Stranger Things. I'm you are. so deep in Stranger Things. It's really freaky this season. It's, it's is totally it the different. final season, right? I don't know if it is oh. or not. I don't know if it's the end because we're back in Hawkins for this oh. season, but there's an entirely new bad guy, if that makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. not going to spoil it, yeah. but there's a new bad thing that's going on. Oh. So it's mm-hmm. really bringing them back. People are already saying it's the best season that there is. Oh my yet. goodness. Like the directing in this season yeah. is really good. The story writing is really mm-hmm. good because the first season was so amazing. Incredible. That's so hard to live up to. Of course. I that watched the first and feeling, second. You know? Exactly. And like it was like sci fi, but then also thriller. Like yeah. it was everything. Yeah. Um, and the the kids were just so good. Like They're Dustin. So good. Oh my God. I love him. And like all of the characters. And then Steve Harrington season two. You know, like there's like all these amazing characters. Yeah. Um, but I have to watch season three and four. Okay. I love, yeah. So I'm behind. You haven't done season three yet. Because yeah, there's so many other streaming channels. I have there's only so, so many hours on. in a day. <laughs> All right. What's your Disney Plus show right now? Kardashians. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also do, but that's like on Thursdays yeah, when it exactly. comes out. I mean, I always do watch. I mean, I've watched all, all the Marvel, um, the spinoff oh, you're shows. A Marvel girl. I love Marvel. I okay. mean, and I watch Actually, Doctor Strange. All the spinoff yeah. have been really good. Yeah. All the spinoff shows have been so good. Phenomenal. WandaVision took me a few episodes to get in, and mm-hmm. then I was absolutely right? hooked. But the thing is, you have to have watched WandaVision to even understand Doctor Strange. Yes. You know? So it's a little bit of like this inside crew. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, 
you could watch Doctor Strange, but there's no context as to like why Wanda is where she is now. That right? makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a Star Wars girl. Mm-hmm. So the new Obi-Wan came out yeah. and this has been just, you know what? Anybody who's listening, Becky, I know you're out there. who does not <laughs> like the prequels. This is just such a, it's just so validating because for so long, if you liked the prequels, you yeah. were mocked and made fun of for totally. liking them. I knew they were cheesy. I knew they weren't amazing, but I loved the prequels. Like there was, I, because for me, I actually fell in love with all six of them. That's right. At the same time, Mm. like I found the originals and the prequels. Uh I started watching them with my son before the new ones came out. And so now with these spinoff shows, Mandalorian was out of this world, but Obi-Wan comes in the space between three and four. Yeah. So it's 10 years after they are left off. It's 10 years after Obi-Wan and Anakin's fight to which oh my God. Obi-Wan does mm-hmm. not know mm-hmm. that Anakin is alive. That's where it begins. Okay. And Order 66 has right. been activated. Okay. So all the Jedi are in hiding and illegal. So the entire thing is so played out very, very well. Right. And you're going to see some like actors and characters mm-hmm. in there that uh, really just do justice to if you're a prequel lover. And yes. It's just, but it's well written in the way that kind of draws in the new mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. Mandalorian-esque mm-hmm. version of Star right. Wars with these characters that we fell in love with. The fact that we're going to get to watch Hayden Christensen as Vader, I we never did. can not wait. I mean, we saw a glimpse of it in episode three. A glimpse? You know, I'm also into Star Wars. I don't okay. know if you know this. But, okay, this is great. And fun fact, The Phantom Menace is how my sister and I became friends. I mean, obviously she's my sister. Of all, of all the things, movies. And of all things and in life. Because mm-hmm. nobody likes Phantom Menace. I mean, I was like really into it. Okay. And then the, was it, what was the second one? Was it Empire Strikes Back, right? Or? Oh, no, no, no. That's like of the originals. No, no. Of, um, what was season two? Of the prequels. Ugh, Phantom Menace. I don't even know. The Revenge of the Jedi. No, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi? Right? With, with um, Darth Maul. With the, oh, yeah, that yeah. scene and whatever. And then that was when, I think Hayden was in that movie. Um, and I was like really into him. Okay, no, we were completely wrong. Phantom Menace, yep. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. And Revenge of the Sith. Yes, yes. Okay, so Revenge of the Sith is the one with Darth Maul, I think. I don't even remember. And it was like it's that scene and he now. like sliced him in half and then he oh, falls down. Yeah, it was and so like, wild. And then that's when you see like Hayden or like, Anakin like turning and you're like, okay, something's happening here. So at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the new Obi-Wan, they Mm -hmm. bring you back to those scenes to give context to who Obi-Wan and what he's like gone through before he gets to where he is now. It is. Uh, Okay. I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it. And I love Hugh McGregor. Yeah. It came out with two episodes to start, Mm -hmm. which is really, really, really good. Um, I've been loving that on Disney plus. What are you watching on Crave? On Crave is all the HBO shows. Okay. So I just, I'm watching Flight Attendant season two. Never even heard um, of it. What? What's Flight Attendant? Oh my God. It's, uh, is it Kaylee Kyoko? Is that how okay, you say yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, it was uh, originally a 10 episode limited series in season one that okay. came out in the last couple of years. And it's about this fly, flight attendant who witnesses something really, really traumatic that happens. Oh. And then she gets all these flashbacks. And then we're taken on this journey like about why she's getting these like very, very vivid, visceral flashbacks. Mm. And she helps solve a crime, basically. <gasps> it's cool. so good. It's funny. It's dark. It's like, it's very fast paced. Um, and there's so many great twists. It's a really, really great show. Season two is very, very good as well, but it's a different vibe altogether. Like it feels a little bit darker. 
Uh, I'm actually surprised it came out as a season two because it was a limited series. Okay. So yeah. I'm interested. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll watch that. I think on Crave, I watch obviously. Mm-hmm. I have friends on there. I watch that mm-hmm. on the most. And I love the new Sex in the City. So I'm all about it. I'm, I don't know if there's anything else I really watch on there, mm-hmm. but Amazon Prime, yes. Prime Video. Did you watch Yellow Jackets? Because that was my, oh. that was my, that and mm-hmm. uh, Upload. Yes, I watch Upload. Upload's but really good. Not uh, Yellow Jackets, and you that's still need to I know. watch Yellow Jackets. I've heard that like obviously the cast is amazing. I heard that the soundtrack was a comedy, amazing. and then I turned it on yeah. and I was like, "Excuse yeah, me, you're like what? what's happening?" Yeah, it's kind of like it's Lord a, of the Flies, like sort right? of. Yeah, it's a girls' soccer team yeah. that crashes, that's right. and they have to like serve. They're like surviving, but it's like so much more about the complexities mm-hmm. of their friendships and relationships. Oh and now they're adults, and it's playing back between. That's right. You know something happens. Yes, but you don't know what it is. Yeah. And it keeps playing back between the old and new scenarios Mm -hmm. as you kind of put these pieces Mm -hmm. together because they have some sort of thing that they were a part of. You don't know if they're bad or good. Genuinely. You don't know if they're bad or good. The season like goes, moves through it without really knowing. Do you figure is, does it kind of come to a resolve at the end of the first season? No, it comes to like, it leaves on a cliffhanger Mm -hmm. that is setting up for the next season, but you're very notably watching them as adults and trying to figure out why there's only a certain amount of them there. Like where uh, are all the other, other ones? ones? And that's sort of okay. like playing mm-hmm. out in that way. Right. So that's what else is like really cool. Okay. Apple TV. What's been your go-tos? Uh, the morning show. So Love it. good. So good. Are you caught up? I am not caught up. <laughs> it's one of those shows that I watch. Like I'm like, I, I, um, like a milking first season, same thing. I just went right through it. So the second season, I'm like really taking my time. I just think it's so well-written. It is. And it's the perfect cast. And I love that each of the characters are unlike any other characters that they've ever played. Like Jennifer Aniston is not at all the same. Yeah, Yeah. no. And there's something about each of them being incredibly flawed, being right, being wrong, being everything in between. Mm -hmm. And it's a slow-paced drama. That's it. Sometimes I find I was watching another show uh, that people rave about. I can't remember what it is now. And I'm like, this is too much in one episode. Yeah. Like this, this oh, is wait. basically a drama. That's basically Real Housewives level of drama. Like wait, it, it was, Um, we talked about is it, it. Yellowstone? Yes. Yellowstone. I'm right. Like, it's a, how it's do a, you have a bear a fight, somebody falling off a <laughs> cliff and like a shooting and a stabbing in a single episode. Like I it's know. so much for me. And exactly. I love mm-hmm. a slower paced drama where mm-hmm. I'm really like, I get in. Yes. In. Like, like I'm emotionally it. tied. Yeah, yeah. There's a savoring yeah. to it. Apple TV. I have to say when they first announced that mm-hmm. they were doing a streaming, I was like, how are they going to pull this off? Yeah. They announced like two shows and yeah. it was like morning show yes. and like a movie. Uh-huh. And then I ended up getting The Servant was really, yes. really good. Incredible. And they have a season three, they have but a season I haven't three. started it yet. Yeah. But I, I love it. And M. Night Shyamalan, like He's, yeah. yeah, like and some, so and good. then we, there was Ted Lasso, and yes. everyone. I remember a friend of mine was like, "Have you watched Ted Lasso yet?" And I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. like it's a sports show. I don't really think yeah. I'm going to be into it." And she was like, "You need to trust me. You need to watch <laughs> Ted Lasso." And I think I clicked play on Ted Lasso at the same time the entire world did yeah. because then all of a sudden they were everywhere. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But Ted Lasso was like the, the glimmer of show, hope right? that mm-hmm. we needed for humanity to think that there was people like Ted that exist, Mm -hmm. not without flaws. Exactly. And I think we watch that kind of as the show plays out, but watching a show of somebody like that personality just really gave me a lot of hope for positivity. I don't know. I know it's like, we're in such a time in life where Mm -hmm. everything is sort of like, don't be so naive or like, don't be so this or that. It was like, but actually sometimes it's such a beautiful thing to 
always see the positive side and stuff. 100%. Even if at some points you need to like come and address your mental health, overall, it like you Mm -hmm. watch how it changes the characters. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what was so amazing about it is we watch people who have bad relationships with their fathers. We watch him struggling in his marriage. We watch people Mm -hmm. going through things and watching them come out, be better people by an example and by a leader that truly believes in Mm -hmm. the best of them. And I just, that's one of the most beautiful shows. And the movie Palmer. Oh, the Justin Timberlake one. Have you not seen it? I will need to buy you a box of tissues before you watch it. Not because it's sad, but because it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever, ever watched. So Palmer comes out of prison. Okay. Comes back to his grandma's Mm -hmm. house and she lives beside a trailer where Mm -hmm. a mom has, who is actually Keely from Ted Lasso. Oh, no way. Um, She's a mom Mm -hmm. of a little boy Mm -hmm. and this little boy, Sam, really is into um, things that would maybe be deemed girly. Mm-hmm. Dresses mm-hmm. very effeminate, like very much into fairies and yeah. all these different things and is constantly bullied, yeah. but very much is who they are. Yeah. And so Palmer kind of steps in when the mom is gone yeah. and they're the janitor at the school and mm-hmm. kind of takes Sam under mm-hmm. his wing. And it it's basically following their relationship. This oh like person gosh. who's yeah. come out of prison and this little boy who mm-hmm. loves everything to do with fairies and girly things. Yeah. So we have this like very hard edged yeah. person. A convict. Being soft, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a convict. Justin Timberlake, convict. Yeah. <laughs> being molded and shaped by this little boy. Yeah, it's one of right. the most beautiful things I've ever watched, but I will never watch it again because I just like right. it. I immediately Googled the car- the actor who played Sam because I yeah. just fell in love with that kid. Oh. I fell in love with that kid. Is there any- anything else that we would have seen? I don't think so. Oh. Not that I- not that I've seen. So hey. Need- just, but I think it's, I think it's one yeah. to watch. I oh, do think sure. it's like, if you need a good, it, that's a good sad day movie. Yeah, exactly. Sad day, feel love, good, but also yeah, get a cry out. <laughs> exactly. Also get a cry and out. And look at Justin Timberlake. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Okay. So with Roku having their new streaming stick mm-hmm. that is 4k that you can take traveling, what are you doing this summer? Oh my gosh. Do you have well, plans? Oh yes, okay. I do. Uh, cottage weekends. Nice. Roku will come with. Yes. For sure. Yes. It's so like now I'm like, what? That's amazing that you can do that. No, I yeah. literally have one upstairs in my so house good. and didn't even know yeah. that until this week. And that's blown me up because you have no idea. I I really, this is something that just happened when I was traveling for work. I realized how much I rely on my shows. Yeah, and totally. I know that sounds so silly, but like they are how I fall asleep. Like yeah. I don't do any, I don't have a glass of tea. I yeah. afford to put myself to sleep. Like yeah. I literally have a system of watching shows that totally. I've already seen yes. to help me fall asleep. And I ended up like just like perusing the news, which was so bad for me. Yeah. And I couldn't calm down and yeah. I wasn't sleeping. And now knowing that you can literally just like plug this in at a hotel. It's amazing. Like, that's going to change my life. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. Especially if like, yeah, you're saying like if you have your own device or- you can just like plug it in mm-hmm. and put on something. A it's comfort. actually the new uh, white noise. <laughs> it's the new white noise. Uh, anything else you're doing? You've got some cottage time. Yes. Going anywhere and else? I'm going to travel with my family in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go to Barcelona. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's yeah. going to be so fun. So yeah. So I love I'm how you gonna... like book holidays, but I never know where you're going. You're just always on an adventure and I love to just watch. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, oh, that's where she is. <laughs> and then my daughter, Gemma, is always like, do you know that Denia is like in Arizona right now? Yeah. Do you know that she's doing this? And she, I'm like, stop watching her snap stories. Like seriously. <laughs> 
I love my, my daughter fan. idolizes you. I love her. You are her real housewife. Like she watches you as the show. You're like what this nails do yeah, you exactly. have done? What's going on? Um, did you know Deny put her feet up in her in her snap story? Like, are you aware? Did you know that she's doing this? Have you seen Deny charcuterie boards? And like, do you know that restaurant she was at that has a really? Pretty, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like, she's yes. a live play of your life. It's so I am great. Honored to have her as part of my audience. <laughs> Denai, this has been so lovely having this chat with you. I'm so glad that we talked about, you know, more about like our mental health, yeah. why we love yeah. these guilty pleasure TVs that are not so guilty after all. Mm-hmm. I love that we're watching like entirely different shows, but I also know. like crossover with stuff that we, it's so, I'm always so fascinated by what everybody's right? like into. It's like taste of music or like food that you like. It's like so subject, like it's so personal. You know, as but, somebody who's single and dating, is this mm-hmm. something that comes up on dates a lot? Like, what are you watching? Oh, 100%. And to be honest, I will mention Housewives like after like the fifth date because uh, it is like still judgments. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, you know, but I mean, like I said, I'm not going to feel guilty about watching reality TV eating McDonald's because both are yeah. delicious. Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> I, I would be a little judgmental, not judgmental, but a little like eh, if there was a guy who's like, I love to watch all the sports. I'd be like, Phew. yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. There not is down, like, exactly. Down. Shane doesn't watch sports. It's, one of the, like, the, it's only yeah. if it's like a really big playoff thing. And mm-hmm. it's one of the things I love about him because um, mm-hmm. he's just like, let's just Let's just stream something. Let's just sit and watch a friggin' show. And it's very, the only thing we don't do, like as mm-hmm. much as I say, I like scary movies. I don't do horror movies. So when oh, Shane's doing laundry, yeah. he literally goes upstairs and watches Friday the 13th, oh like by God, himself. No. And I'm like, I walk in and I'm like, absolutely not. No. I'm out of here. Yeah. No, Can't thank you. It. I have a friend who's like that too. Like no. I was just like hanging out and I'm like, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, can't do it. Can't do it. No, thank you so much for this chat. Thank, thank you so much you. for coming on this episode. It's been so fun to actually like sit and- And just talk. <laughs> just talk all the stuff we love to- This is like truly what we talk about in office. Exactly. It's how we start our day every single Exi- time we have an office. Exactly. Everyone talks about what shows they're watching. Mm-hmm. And then we usually put on Housewives in yes. the background of work. Or like Kardashians, oh, Selling Sunset. Love a selling sunset. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to Roku for sponsoring this episode and letting us have so much fun talking about everything that we're watching. I'm just going to mention this one more time, the Roku streaming stick 4K. You can visit roku.ca to check out Roku's full product lineup, including the Roku streaming stick 4K, which is our new summer VIP best friend. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at the Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories. And don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.